Greetings everyone and welcome to the show today. Today we have Johnny here. Johnny is an entrepreneur. He has been an entrepreneur and he's uh, worked through a couple of deals that he's going to talk about that have taken him through the highs and through the lows as well. And then Johnny currently works with a lot of coaches in order to help them with his life lessons, in order to help make sure that they understand from his life lessons and they do not have to go through some of the low turns that he has seen in his life. Welcome, Johnny, and he's joining us from the UK. Hey, thanks, Rajiv. Yeah, that, that makes me sound like a, a bit of a jack of all trades, but I've somehow managed to interweave all these different things together in, in my life so far. Yeah, It's been a fun journey. Awesome. So why don't you, in your own words, give us your background? What do you do? What brought you here from where you work? Yeah, great question. Well, I, I work with coaches and therapists exclusively to help them find more of their ideal clients more easily. And the reason that I've chosen that niche and that service is that I was a, a coach myself for many years, uh, an accidental coach in actual fact, because I, I built quite a big business in the in the 90s and through to the early 2000s, a, a financial consultancy here in the UK. And when we sold in 2003, we had 200 staff with eight offices around the country, a 10 million turnover in 2003. So yeah, it was that mythical eight-figure business, if you like. Awesome. And after I sold that, I, I just fell into business consulting really more than coaching you know some of my former clients from that business were asking me to hang around and help them with their businesses you know help them grow their businesses market their businesses build sales teams i got dragged into everything from hr strategy to funding you know raised a few million quid for client companies uh, and i was on the board of you know a few of the clients as well so i became this kind of ragbag business coach and through the noughties and you know the early teens um, I was just taking on any work that was there, you know, if the answer, if the, whatever the question was, the answer was yes, you know. So I, I became that kind of, you know, go-to guy for business support and advice. And I realized by 2015 that I was just, you know, a ragbag business coach with no real purpose, no real heading. I was just Johnny, that guy who'd do anything you wanted. And as you probably know, you know, when you are a generalist, you don't get paid as much as if you're a specialist. And, you know, I got this big life lesson about 2015 when I was being asked to do something which I really didn't want to do. It was just a you know, crazy bit of business development work for a company in which I had no interest at all. I didn't care about what they were doing, the work they were doing, the sector or anything. I just thought, hang on, why? Why am I doing this just to get paid? You know. So I took a step back. I started firing clients. This is like 2015. My wife was more scared than I was. She was going, what are you doing? Firing these clients. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to have no money. <laughs> but I knew it was the right thing to do. And I, I embarked on, you know, a good 12 months of personal development and learning, relearning the basics, really. And I understood, you know, from some of these great coaches that are around the world, some of them in the States, like Frank Kern and people like that, who, you know, they've got a very clear understanding of what, what I've now described as my three pillars. And my three pillars are being able to tell the world what it is you do, clearly. The what, you know. And this doesn't mean saying, you know, I'm a business coach because nobody cares. It's like a so what, isn't it? So being very clear on what it is you do, what your outcome niche is, if you like. The second of my three pillars, which I learned from these guys, is who you do it for, you know? Define your ideal client. Stop trying to attract everyone because you'll appeal no. Uh, you'll attract no one. You know, you'll appeal to nobody. And then the third pillar, in certainly in coaching and therapy in our profession, is how you deliver. And I see so many great coaches who are just holding themselves back by doing one-to-one -one coaching all the time. 
mm-hmm. just one client and the same room as them. The trouble with that is, you know, you, even if you're successful, you, you're just going to run out of time before you run out of ambition. You know, just spending all That's your true. time on one-to-one coaching, you, you can never get get paid enough. You know, there's no time leverage in that. So what I encourage all my clients to do now in this kind of, you know, what, who, how cycle is build a program, build a signature program, you know, that you can invite more than one person on. So my, for example, my client attraction blueprint, I'm celebrating the 18th intake of that just this week. It's called the client attraction blueprint and uh, CAB 19 is launching in September. I only take four people on each one, four people a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've launched it consecutively for 18 months and that's a six figure business right there, you know, just that one program. So, you know, productizing your services, how you deliver is really important. So when I grasp these three pillars, you know, what you do, who it's for and how you deliver it, I just completely realign my business completely flexed into supporting therapists and coaches and because I now know who my ideal client is I can just talk to them all day long you know I built a, a group on Facebook with 3,000 of them in it and, and, and climbing uh, and everything I post in there is directed at that one singular ideal client so it just seems to me life's much easier you know when you define those things clearly and you just get complete clarity on what you're all about and what you can bring to the world. So I have two questions here for you, Johnny. One is, sure. you know, when you built a business, you know, and that's awesome, you know, $10 million business, 200 employees that you sold. And, you know, we'll talk about that in a minute as to, you know, what happened there and what turned you towards coaching. But why did sure. you not go back and try to get into, you know, starting another company? Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like that sector. I, I don't like financial services anymore. I've fallen out with it. It, it's it's an ugly business in in so many ways, and, and it's actually impossible to do what we did now because the regulatory environment has changed. Financial advisors are discouraged from earning commission, which is what grew our business. You know, we had a very simple model. We we would recruit financial advisors who were struggling uh, to find clients, but were very good financial advisors, and we provided a service for them where we delivered them leads. You know, we delivered them warm leads because marketing was our back and still is my back I guess so every week you know one of the financial advisors who worked for us and there were 85 of them you know just before we sold every one of them would get 10 warm leads uh, to call uh, and that was kind of their staple diet then you know, that's what they consumed that's what they used to create their own revenue and we very simply did a revenue split on anything they sold them so we were broadly 40, 60 in our favour I guess and that's what our business turnover was our business turnover was the commission that, that they earned He's simply not allowed to do that these days. So that's the simple answer as to why I couldn't do that again. In terms of building a big business, you know, there's there's something about having a business like that with 200 people working for you. And I'll tell you what, one of the one of the pivotal moments was we had a, an annual conference. But we had we had quite a few, you know, once a year. But the last one I remember doing in late 2002, it was at our head office in in the Midlands in England, and everybody descended in this in this hotel car park. Mm-hmm. For, the, for the conference and I, I looked out on the car park and with my business partner there was only two of us I said do you realise we're paying for all those cars <laughs> we're paying for all those cars and we're paying the mortgages for all the people who drive them and have, have driven them here and he went yeah and it just got to us that you know the responsibility the, the liability of that and you know although it sounds really glamorous a 10 million turn of a business 9 million of that was going out in costs so, you know, we're making less than a million a year, 10%, which is, a, I guess, a, a normal EBIT, as they say, isn't it? A normal profit ratio in a company. And, you know, splitting that between us and then paying tax 
I tell you what, I'm earning more now doing this than I was net from that sure. company. Makes sense, makes sense. With all that activity, all those people, all that liability, you know, a government-controlled regulator breathing down our necks every single day saying, what are you doing, what are you doing, what are you doing? But now I am the very epitome, I guess, of a solopreneur who's helping a defined niche to do something that they can't do by themselves. Sure, I have a team, but they're all freelancers. Sure. They're all freelancers. I have a team of five freelancers. And pretty much, whereas it was 90% cost and 10% profit, it's now 10% cost and 90% profit. Awesome. And and that's my kind of business. Yeah. Sure, sure. That's a, that's a modern 21st century business, isn't it, Reggie? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let me ask you this. So once you made the shift to become a coach mm. and your travel from 2003 all the way to 2015, and then looks, yeah. looks like you had a pivotal moment in 2015 to where you got now. So can you talk? Yeah, I just, I just got burned out, really. So can you talk a little bit about the period before 2015, some of your struggles there and then now? And was that the low point? Did you hit your low point somewhere in that period? Yeah, I mean, what I did as a business consultant, because I had no definition, I had no clarity, I realized now that I was suffering from what I've recently branded the vagueness virus. <laughs> and I love that because it's alliteration, you know, the vagueness virus. But what that describes is the feeling you get when you've got no clarity in your business, you've got no clear path, you don't really know where you're going, you're just kind of bumbling along and making it up as you go along, you know? So mm -hmm. every day's an adventure, if you like. <laughs> and how the vagueness virus affected me was this, that I had no clear message to talk to someone uh, about. So people would meet me at networking meetings. I did a lot more back in the day than I do now. People would contact me, phone me up even, and they'd say, oh, hey, Johnny, yeah, so-and-so has, has told me that you've helped them with their business. Can we have a chat about how you can help me with mine? Now, that conversation could lead somewhere which was completely different to anything I'd done before, completely unconnected with the person who'd referred me to that other person. But so I, I realized that my reputation, such as it was in the business community, was just a kind of troubleshooter, you know, somebody who'd just step in when somebody wanted some clients or they wanted a project doing or an event managing or something like that. And, and, and down that path lies madness. If you're a business person, you're trying to define what you do and you're trying to build something sustainable. So I didn't have enough clients, honestly. Mm -hmm. The clients I did have weren't paying me enough because they saw me as an odd job man, you know, if you know what one of those is, you know, a sure. jack of all trades, if you like. Yeah. So it, it just seemed to me that when I saw people who were specializing, you know, I, I had a colleague, I've had a colleague now for years, and I know him very well. You know, he specializes in LinkedIn training, and that's all he does. You know, he trains businesses on how to use LinkedIn. Now, he's been doing that since the dawn of LinkedIn. He's been doing that since, I'm going to say, 2005, something like that, you know. Um, and that's all he does. And he's got a big house in the country. He's got a great business, nice new car every year. And, you know, this shows, doesn't it, the power of being a specialist at something, you right. know, dominating a niche, but being a master, being an authority in a particular field. So, you know, for, for any coaches and therapists who are listening, to, to me, that's the, the very essence of creating a thriving business. You know, it's about specializing in one thing. And, and you know, Roger, that spills over into lots of other businesses too, doesn't it? You know, okay. are you trying to be too vague? Just think of the, the general store you know, on the street corner, you know, they're going out of business, aren't they? They're, they're, they've been replaced, well, with online retailers, but a, a general store is something where you expect the prices to be cheap, mm -hmm. and, that, and that's all. Whereas a shop that's specialising in something like the Apple store, 
<laughs> you go in the Apple store, what are the prices like in there? They're not cheap, right. are they? Right. They only sell iPhones. They only sell iPhones. And that's the way they make an environment where people go in there and spend a lot of money. So I'd encourage any, anybody in business just to think about, you know, how deep can you go with this specialising? Think of the concept of inch wide and mile deep, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, work out what the one thing is that you do better than anybody else and just just, just do that. I'm curious, uh, therapists, w- what what kind of training are you giving them? So what's the difference between the coaches and the therapists? I, I kind of bundle them into one because they, they often suffer from the same malaise. And in fact, some people are a therapist and a coach. Uh, a typical client of mine would be a life coach. You know, so maybe someone who's in middle age, you know, from 40 to 60, they may have had a career uh, as an employee, they may have had a career in business, and they've decided just to show other people, help other people mm-hmm. with, what they, with what they know. The essence of a coach for me is just somebody who shows somebody else how to do something that they've not worked out for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, so just, just sharing knowledge, really. So coaches and therapists, I don't make a big distinction, although I will say that somebody who is literally you know, a hypnotherapist or um, an NLP practitioner, those kind of people, they pretty much universally haven't learned anything about marketing. Mm-hmm. They have no idea at all how to position themselves. And that's not a criticism, it's just that the skill set you know, required to be a good hypnotherapist is not in any way connected with the skill set of a marketer. Right. It's just two different, entirely different disciplines. So where I step in, I say to these guys, look, I, I feel your pain. You know, Positioning yourself in a way that your clients will come to you and recognize you as an authority isn't something you've worked on yet. I get that. So I'll show you how to do it. You know, I'll be your virtual marketing director, if you like, for a bit anyway. Sure. And I'll show, I'll show you all the, all the hacks and tips and techniques so you can do it for yourself later. So what channels do you use currently to drive business to you? How much of it is word of mouth and how much of it is the internet? Yeah, great question. I, I'm entirely um, internet-based, so I, I, I don't pick up any, any clients locally. My clients are all around the world. You know, my client attraction blueprint program this month. Uh, I've got someone from Washington DC. I've got someone from Belfast in Ireland. Recently, I had someone from Slovenia. It's all delivered over Zoom, mm-hmm. uh, the Zoom digital platform. That's the delivery mechanism. But I, I, I find these people, or these people find me in the Johnny Hayes Marketing Facebook group. So it's as simple as that. That's my greenhouse, if you like, where I nurture relationships with people who look like my ideal clients. And I just put value out in there on a daily basis, engage conversations, you know, lots of live broadcasts, that kind of thing. Um, and then people just pop out and they say, hey, Johnny, I'd like to work with you. You know, can we have a chat? Do you do any online uh, advertising? No paid advertising at all. One of, one of the things that I, I promote, which is a big relief to my clients, actually, is this concept, I'm just going to, yeah. if anybody's watching the video, this is this is my book. And the strap line is um, how to get your ideal clients chasing you without spending a penny on advertising, working like a dog or losing your mind. <laughs> so it speaks to coaches and, and therapists who are overwhelmed with the idea of marketing. They're not really getting anywhere. Some of them may even have tried advertising and, and failed. I think the role for advertising, you know, if we're talking specifically Facebook ads, is when you're a little way down the line, you know, when you've actually got something going, you've understood what it is you're taking to the market. You've understood who your client is. You've understood what your offer is, you know, your product. Because uh, then you've got something to advertise and you've got somebody to advertise to. Before you've got all that in place and you've tried it for a bit, you know, with organic 
conversation-based marketing, mm -hmm. then you haven't got anything you can advertise. And that's why most Facebook advertising fails in our sector. People are trying it too early before they develop their own business. You know? So um, I, I think you can get up to an easy 250, 250,000 a year. I've seen people doing many, much more than that without paid advertising. Awesome. Um, you know, maybe if you've got a mass market course or something that people are going to download for 99 bucks or something, then, you know, you can advertise that, but only at the point you've already got an audience. Because, you know, fa Facebook ads work on matching the audience that you're already working in, you know, and creating um, lookalike audiences and that kind of thing. So you, you've got to know a lot, a lot about what it is you're doing before you start advertising. And then, you know, the next step is finding somebody who actually is any good at Facebook ads. <laughs> Right. And uh, there's a lot of people who say they are who aren't. Um, relatively few who have actually nailed it, you know, That's and cool. can nail it for you. So yeah, it's an interesting point, but it, it's it's definitely ad free. It's an organic business mind, and um, you know, when you have a reasonably high ticket program, by which I mean anything from a thousand dollars to five thousand dollars and beyond, you know, it's very possible to build a great business organically just by starting conversations with people. Awesome. And then yeah. is, is the Blueprint product your flagship product or do you have other products too? Yeah, that, that, that's pretty much it. So the Client Attraction Blueprint uh, has an intake once once a month. I only take four people and it, it fills up every month. But I, I'm always keen to, to meet new and interesting people and any of your listeners are more than welcome to uh, jump in the Johnny X Marketing Facebook group and, and uh, get to know us. And, you know, we, we, we talk about the CAB in there. The, the, the only other product which I have I like to keep my life simple as well as everybody else's. The only other product is my um, subscription community, which is called the Private Members Club. Okay. And uh, there's, a, there's a private Facebook group for that, and that's um, it's only £67 a month. But we uh, we hang out once a week. We have a live Zoom call with all the members. We talk about a variety of topics that are going to move the coaching and therapy business forward. We have uh, member spotlights, you know, we have life coaching, all that kind of thing. So it's, it's a very vibrant little community. There's 70 people in that at the moment and, and growing. I think by the end of the year, we'll, we'll probably be up to 150, something like that. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, I, I just keep things simple, Rajiv. You know, I mean, it, it's possible to completely model yourself up, I think, with lots of different launches, lots of different programs. But, you know, it just seems logical to me that there's a, a group coaching program, which is affordable for most people, and then a subscription community, which is literally... Anybody can afford you. Sure. Now, you know, I was reading on your website, actually, your company that you built and then you sold it and then the trouble that you had. And it kind yeah. of you <laughs> all the way towards uh, bankruptcy. So was that the low point in your life? Um, I, I guess financially it was. But, you know, it, it's really interesting, this. I think in many people's minds, there's an association between bankruptcy and, and abject failure. Mm -hmm. You know, bankruptcy and your life turning to poo. Right. Well, it, it didn't feel like that to me. Um, when, when we sold the business, uh, we were quite naive in terms of doing deals like that. Right. We'd never sold a business before. And the company we sold to proved to be uh, unstable, uh, badly run. Mm -hmm. And they went out of business three years down the line before they'd paid us all that they owed us for our business. So that's what precipitated my kind of financial decline into bankruptcy. But you know what? The day I pushed the button, I just went, okay, what's next? You know, I, I knew that I built a business like that, obviously, so I knew it was capable of doing something. And I, I just looked around for opportunities, for, you know, ways to bounce back. For financial devastation isn't as bad as it seems. There are worse things can happen, you know. I mean, there are people in my community suffering with diabetes and cancer, and, you know, that's when your life's in trouble. But right. I, I don't think losing your money to bankruptcy is, 
you know, it is abject failure. So, so long as you appreciate that, that you're still there, you're still okay. You know, you can you can do anything you want to do. You know, it's it's almost like I tell you an, an analogy for this is uh, redundancy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's another another life changing moment, isn't it? When someone's had a job for years and they become redundant. And I work with a coach who helped people through redundancy, and we created a program for her called Joyful Redundancy. Mm-hmm. Joyful Redundancy. And if that sounds like an oxymoron, it was just this recognition that hang on a minute. I don't have to go into work anymore. Right. I don't have to work with all those assholes anymore. <laughs> I don't have to talk to that boss anymore. I can do anything I want to do. So, you know, I think if if you, if you truly look at some of the things that people regard as disasters, just think, well, what's next? What's right. next for me in this great adventure? So, um, yeah, it, it, it didn't hold me back. I mean, clearly, I couldn't buy the things that I could buy before. <laughs> Um, I, I, I had a Ferrari, I've got to admit, you know, I drove a Ferrari. I had a £1.2 million house on a private estate, and then all of a sudden I didn't have those things, but so yeah. <laughs> You know, it's really interesting, the the pivots that you had in your life, you know, you built a company, then you pivoted to do what you're doing. Is it fair to say yeah. that uh, right now you're kind of probably at, at, at a high point in your life, probably the best oh, time yeah. yet? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my life is in balance in a way that it, that it never was when I was grinding away as a you know a ragbag business consultant. Certainly, as it was building my business, I mean that, that took a lot of time, as you can imagine, with you know such a, such a large enterprise. But yeah, I'm happier now than ever before. You know, I've got a, a young family again. Been lucky enough to have a little boy who's four in a couple of days' time. Awesome. So yeah, life is is great. Life is fantastic, and you know, day by day by day, I can see. Because we've got this feedback loop in the group, you know, I can see that I'm impacting the lives of coaches and therapists who were otherwise struggling, who are not struggling so much anymore. You know, obviously impact varies, doesn't it? Some people right. pick it up more than others. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm in a group where people are just saying to me every day, you know, thanks so much, it's great, you know, loving your book, loving your program, all that kind of thing. So, you know, that sort of social proof just tells me that I'm on the right track. You know, I'm doing something worthwhile, doing something useful. And yeah, that that just makes your life feel great, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely, awesome. So let me ask you a few questions, Johnny. You know, and just tell me whatever comes into your head. Uh, yeah, far away. What, what are you most thankful for? I, I think for the chance for a for a family again. Awesome. Um, so having a little boy, you know, I've had four decades of business behind me, and having a little boy now and a family <laughs> is just amazing. It's wonderful. What are you most scared of? Dying before I'm finished. Okay, explain that. And, and and I think I'll be never finished, so probably scared of dying, full stop. <laughs> um, I mean, look, you know, longevity is important, isn't it? Uh, particularly when I've got a lad of, of Oscar's age, I want to be around when he gets married and all that kind of thing. So I, I work very hard on my personal fitness with a with a, a very firm eye on longevity. And I've stopped doing anything that could be life-limiting. So I don't smoke, I don't drink alcohol, I don't eat meat borderline vegan I'm pretty much eliminated all, all dairy and just drink loads of water exercise lots of fresh greens <laughs> and, and just try and be happy and eliminate stress because you know with all that stuff I mentioned about the lifestyle stress is probably the biggest killer isn't it so yeah and I think you know I, I, you've done pretty well in terms of taking care of that you know kind of working for yourself being a solopreneur and then taking care of your health you know those are the two big things absolutely very much so yeah and what are you most happy about? I'm happy that I, I'm able to impact the lives of coaches and therapists because they, they need it. You know, the average coaching income around the world is about thirty grand, thirty thousand dollars a year. 
the average coach. And, you, you know, without sounding disparaging, you, you can earn that as a manager at McDonald's, can't you? So, you know, for all the skills that the coaches and therapists learn and the years of training to then go out and, and only make a couple of grand a month, uh, it's not acceptable. So it's, it's my mission to improve that and I'm doing that one coach at a time and it makes me happy. <laughs> What do you look forward to in the future? I've actually got a, a vision for 2025. By 2025, I want to have impacted the lives of uh, one million coaches and therapists around the world oh, that's who, who, have, who have somehow contacted me and been improved in some way by me and what do you want your legacy to be pretty much that yeah johnny was useful he was fun <laughs> awesome so johnny thank you so much for this interview this has been great what would be the one takeaway for my listeners you know entrepreneurs professionals people trying to make the change what would you advise them yeah one word is clarity and you know the the, the subheading there is don't try and appeal to everyone you'll appeal to no one Be very clear on what it is you do and who'd benefit the most from it and who can afford to pay. I, I don't care whether you're a coach or therapist or in any other line of business. Specialists always earn more than generalists. So find your niche and dominate it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Johnny. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Good and, stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be in touch. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that. If you like what you hear, please make sure you subscribe. And leave a review and a comment on iTunes or YouTube. That will be helpful. And please make sure you spread the word so others may enjoy this content as well. Thank you. Mm -hmm.